All right, we got some live in-studio guests this week, and wrestling has got some sad news as of late. And then we got all the other stuff happening in the world of sports. But anyway, thanks for listening. This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Stay tuned. All right, welcome, welcome, welcome back to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. This is Chad the Mark with Mr. Brown. And Canadian Biggie. And back. Mongo. Mongo Mania. He's back from Tennessee and COVID. And uh, both of you guys are shaved, and that's really weird. But anyway, how you feeling, brother? Uh, pretty good. I had a good time on vacation. Almost started a bar fight. Wait, well, you got to you gotta fill us in there. Okay, so. Uh, Wait. <laughs> so, tell the damn story. So you just go go. You gotta fill us in. I'm gonna go on. All right, cool. Okay. It was Biggie cleaning your mic with uh, hand wipes that yeah. distracted post COVID. Go on. So uh, the story starts like this: I was four margaritas deep before we went to the bar. Uh, <laughs> when we get there. Um, my cousin had told me to keep an eye on his daughter. This was a big family beach trip. There's a bunch of family, my cousin's daughters and it was like an attractive, like early twenties. And so we're, we're at the bar. I've had a few drinks at the bar and this guy walks over to her, puts his hand on her back and slides it down to her ass and I'm feeling good. So I just walk over and I grab his hand and start shaking it and looking him in the <laughs> eye. This is awesome. <laughs> All right. Uh, so uh, everybody around me starts to get a little nervous, and he squeezes my hand and says, "Back off, old man." They're like Mongo's on the loose. Hmm. So back off, old man. Back off, old How man. How did that make you feel? Um, so I squeeze his hand back with everything in me because I, you know, I gotta, I gotta show this kid yeah, what it's sure. like. This kind of sounds like over the top. Yeah, then I turned my hat around backwards exactly. and I drank motor oil. <laughs> yeah. You showed him. So, so he flips a switch. So I it's like a switch. Biggie just did it. <laughs> so early in that movie. Go bald head, nice mustache. Yeah, you are. That's, like if you don't know guard. what Biggie looks like, that's a good definition. He says you're in a world of hurt, little man. So I squeeze his hand People with like, everything well, in me. Over the top references. <laughs> yeah. And I tell him, I am old, and I'm going to make you call me daddy. <laughs> what? Did his hand grip immediately loosen, and he tried to recoil? His friends, his friends start pulling him back while while Beth is yelling at me. Sit down, sit down, old man, old man. <laughs> And that's how we start the show. <laughs> Welcome back, Mongo. Hey, uh, for stories like that, I understand, brother, why you only come around like once a month. You got to build your stamina back up after these endeavors. I used all my testosterone in, in one <laughs> fell swoop. Well, welcome back. All right, so let's uh, let's give a rundown again, real quick. So we we do have an interview uh, coming up. We had some. Mr. Brown and I had some in-studio guests before you guys got here. The uh, girl gang. Yeah. Girl gang runners. It's like three R's, I think. Yeah. Girl. Charleston, West Virginia. So that's fun. So we hope everybody enjoys that. Uh, Biggie and Mongo, you guys definitely need to check that interview out whenever you get a chance to listen to the show. But anyway, 
Uh, I, I did want to kind of start with the world of, of wrestling. Why are you guys molesting the mic? We're having fun down here. Why do you keep picking on us? Oh, my God. Quit shaking the mic. I'm holding it. You said to hold it. You're not holding it. <laughs> Your arms, you were working it. Jorgen's jerk. <laughs> you were talking about freaking magic mic. Oh. <laughs> magic mic. No, that was your mic was magic. But all right. So no, I, I'm taking a ominous tone now to make things darker. All we, right, let's get back on track. Why do we have to make it dark? I don't want to do that, but I, I feel like we have to acknowledge, especially me. I'm a wrestling fan. Terry Funk just passed away. And then right before we started the show, Bray Wyatt died. Dark humor is like food. Not everyone gets it. I'm not trying to make a joke. I'm just saying that we uh, have some untimely passings. No, I say that because I feel like I would hear that when they do the outside of the ring on Vice on Bray Wyatt. Because when we were talking before the show, like Mr. Brown had said, he was the next Undertaker. We all agreed he had the chance to become that next like phenom. And they screwed his whole character up. And I think that's why I don't know what happened to him, but I felt like he was going to skyrocket as a star. Great ring presence for a bigger guy. Amazing voice on the mic. I mean, he sold a story. And the fact is, when I saw him come out for the first time with the with the lantern and just walking down the ring in the dark, it kind of gave me chills for the first time. And as not being a current wrestling champion and seeing that, I'm like, man, if they don't make this guy a character, they need to fire everybody there in marketing. Well, like that food joke's what you get out of him when he's turned down backwards with his hair doing that crab yeah. crawl he had an amazing gimmick yeah they they did drop the ball on it and, and i'm not i am not pointing fingers anywhere on this but oh, just point the finger there's a lot of speculation about like what has happened nobody knows how he how he passed and you know it's still early yeah i mean with all respect there like you know it's not worth diving into that stuff too much but you know you talk about him struggling with his career and then dropping the ball with um you know his gimmick uh, you know he had some mental health issues when it came to that well, there was word that he was coming back like but he also said they had a he had a life-threatening illness i mean there's a lot of stuff to kind of take into account here what's going on with him outside of the ring too because i believe he was Married, and then he got with, like, the ring girl. Yeah, JoJo Offerman. Yeah, I just – there's got to be a lot going on, and if you have a life-threatening illness, changes your perspective on everything. Here's a funny thing, and this is not funny about him passing, but the point is is that JoJo was in that uh, reality series. What was that? Remember? Uh, Tough Enough? It was for the ring, like, competition. Yeah, it was tough enough, and then she wasn't getting it, obviously, in in ring skills. So then it looks like they're like, we'll just make an announcer out of her because clearly that's the path she needs to go down. Or just get with Bray Wyatt and just do her thing. I don't think it uh, was the plan initially. But, yeah, it's funny. How, like, a couple. They, a couple. It is. Uh, it wouldn't seem that way. But, man, it's, uh, it's just 36 years old. 36. Younger than we are. I know, right? That's just odd, odd mortality. Now, I think Hurricane Hillary got him. Well, that's very possible, Mongo. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about Hurricane Hillary. Uh, I, Terry Funk uh, was the other one. That, I'm pretty sure Hurricane Hillary is more about deleting emails than killing people. It seemed like the weather was okay. It was washing the poop out of the street. The poop and the emails. A lot of people committing suicide after Hurricane Hillary. <laughs> Is that a fact? Is that what happened? Save that for your segment. I feel like you're trying to get his, he's trying to get his stuff in now. Yeah. I got so uh, much overflowing. 
Terry Funk, one of the real hardcore legends of wrestling, him and Mick Foley, when I was a kid, I remember they would have these matches where it'd be barbed wire instead of ropes. Oh, yeah, in Japan. Uh, there's a legendary photo of him in the ring with Mick Foley where he's got uh, he's blowing fire out of his mouth. Yeah, Terry Funk was, uh, I mean, he, he was a good worker. You know, back in the day you had, you know, Ric Flair was kind of in the South. WWF was doing the thing in the North. Well, Terry Funk had like a little bit of the South in Texas, and he had that reputation there. He was kind of a big star. He would feud with uh, a lot of people in, uh, I can't think of what they used to, it's where Steve Austin got his star, down at the Sportatorium. I think it was in San Antonio. What a name for a place, Sportatorium. We've come so far. You used to have the sportatorium where you do sports. Now you have Crypto Arena because <laughs> it was paid for by crypto. But now crypto doesn't exist. Like, why can't we have cool names like the Kingdom? Yeah, I mean, you got everybody's got a price. Wrigley Field, iconic. Wrigley is the name of a company, though. Yeah, but it's iconic. It's <laughs> so not. That's okay. It's not crypto. So you're I, Staples. Staples, Staples was iconic. No, he the appreciates form. the fact that there's some nostalgia there, and no one's bought it out yet. And that's all it is. Hmm. And I agree. I read a report that before the Bengals finally decided to put a name on their stadium, that Jerry Jones was offering to buy it, buy the naming rights to it, just so they could do something. He would. Well, he's one of the great. Uh, growers of the league financially that's why he's in the hall of fame and ain't because of what happened when jimmy johnson was running his franchise so he was mad at mike brown's cheap ass for not doing it so he was like i'll show him i don't know how true that is mike brown's still gonna fuck you with joe burrow enjoy these next couple years (sighs) maybe i don't even know if we'll get that far uh but um all right Let's let's say uh, we talk a little baseball real quick. Mr. Brown had a couple uh, things he wanted to get off his chest, maybe some trivial things. So what was it uh, yeah, going on there in the noggin? No, I mean, yesterday, big news. Shohei, he's going to be a free agent. They're talking about the biggest contract ever. They're talking about almost $800 million over 12 years. That's assuming you're getting Shohei who can play on both sides of the ball. And now he may possibly be getting Tommy John surgery out this year for sure maybe next year so that's how much is that knocking down his deal one is my question for you guys and we can get into the other after we go through that i would say that would take him down into that 500 million dollar range is just a hitter for the simple fact he is such an attraction it would be a second tommy john surgery so we'll see how it plays out he could be a guy who transitions to instead of being a starting pitcher uh well, not really with his hitting, but he, you know, Smoltz had the issues and he went to the bullpen. There's still ways you could get use out of him as a pitcher if he doesn't have that same longevity. Well, here's the problem. So everybody's different, but historically it's much worse on your elbow and your arm to close than it is to start with a routine. So Smoltz is kind of like a weirdo okay. as far as that goes, but Shohei of anything could absolutely follow Smoltz's footsteps and do that but if anybody can it's Shohei but it's it is stressful because there's no routine in it and you're doing two-way I mean I'm I'm with you on the deal getting dropped down probably to that because now it's unknown and I, I think the deal was so high highly estimated to begin with maybe these owners will use this a little bit to kind of target you know it down will. maybe they will they're using it already yeah we're gonna we're gonna get this price back down here to reality let's all calm down Mariners just got in the bullpen in the in the ballpark for him, I mean, nah, you you His keep saying just that. dropped three hundred million. 
Mariners ain't spending no money. Yeah, they might. <laughs> what, what are you, why are you so confident? Well, why shouldn't I be? Because they never do. We're the home for all those players when they come over. Mm-mm-mm. Now we just got to get one after he's already been here. I don't even know how to respond to that. Ichiro. <laughs> he's, you let him go to the Marlins and Yankees. After like 17 years. Even the Reds are holding on to Joey Votto. It'd be more like the Reds. See how well it works out for them. They're going to make the playoffs this year. That's questionable. They're a half game out. So what of was the other part of your question? So, the other big news today, Steven Strasburg announces retirement. So, when he first came up through the national system, he was highly regarded as Bryce Harper. They had the hitter. They had the pitcher. The sky's the limit for the Nationals. They won the World Series in 2019. Um, they babied Strasburg all along the way out of San Diego State. And they still uh, – some people just can't stay healthy. And he's one of those scenarios. So, I thought he was always great when he pitched, which he was. But when I dug into his stats a little bit, it kind of threw me off because he does have 113 wins, okay? And that don't sound like a lot, but I'm going to get to this. So he's a three-time All-Star, World Series champ, silver slugger, went back when pitchers used to hit. 32.3 war, 113 wins. So my point is, he's called it a career, and – my question to you guys is, Jacob deGrom currently has 84 wins. Who will finish with more wins for their career? Strasburg. I agree. I, I know you agree, too. I do. I do. But, like, deGrom's amazing. His ERA is 253 for his career. And he's, a, he's an amazing specimen. He just He's, he's the Strasburg 2.0. And deGrom's war is already 44. Think about that. I mean, 84 wins. Lightning in a bottle. Yeah. It's just amazing to me how many of these pitchers you have nowadays, DeGrom, uh, and more more guys in that same age range that just can't stay healthy. All the advancements they've made, you'll go back and you have guys, Maddox, uh, Smoltz had the injuries, Nolan Ryan, Randy Johnson, Schilling, these guys that pitched forever and never had an injury – it's just amazing. Well, you're not going to have any 300-game winners anymore. But the fact when I went back and looked that he won 113, I feel like he's been hurt for the last half decade. That's how it feels. And the fact that he has 113 shocked the hell out of me because I was like – I was thinking he'd be below DeGrom, honestly. If Furlander doesn't get 300, there's never another pitcher that gets close, right? And he's not getting there. He needed to have the year he had last year, like 252, this year, I think. next year. He's around 260. Is he? Yeah. Okay, without looking it up. So, but yeah, I think the Mets tenure, as short as it was, kind of aged him two years, and he needed a few more years to get there, and I don't know if he's got it after uh, that debacle in New York this year. <laughs> you took the mic. I thought you were going to keep going. <laughs> Biggie's no, no rebuttal. So, I feel like the whole point of the questions was you didn't even want our answer. You just wanted to kind of bring up the fact that DeGrom – is just maybe a lost cause at this point? I mean, it's shocking that uh, – I, I just wanted to compare it because they're on similar paths. And I didn't really realize how good Strasburg was because I feel like he didn't pitch as much as he actually did early on. I feel like you have kind of had that slant towards Strasburg. And I, and I get it because, like, there was, what, two playoff races where they just shut him down when yeah. he could have helped? So looking at it now, like, they're trying to do all this to save him and now he's retiring at uh, – 
like 12 years in, which is shocking as well, but he hasn't played for half a decade. So, so that's uh, hey, prospect uh, to the moon, man. But hey, he got his uh, World Series ring. But uh, was there anything else on the baseball front you had? Uh, the only thing really, uh, and Biggie can touch on this, is that the biggest race now is the suddenly the AL West, where you got the Rangers, Astros, and the Red Hot Mariners doing their thing, and it's going to come down to the wire there. You're going to get them started again after I told them to calm down. But uh, you, you you feeling good? Or what's the what's the end game here in the in the AL West? I like our chances take division if we can keep playing the way that we are. Obviously, it's the Rangers are in first. Uh, Astros are a game out. We're a game and a half out. We just swept the Astros. We had an eight-game winning streak. We lost two in extras, won another eight, lost uh, one in the ninth, one in extras. We're 24 and eight. He's in a bunch 32. of numbers to me. That's the most wins in the majors in that span. Two teams were chasing. The Rangers and the Astros both have at least 10 wins less than us in that same span. We're trending in the right direction into September to take the division. Where did he come up with all that? I feel like that was a scene from old school where he was in a debate with James Carville or whatever his name is. What just happened? I just blacked out. And it's like everybody hugs him and like collapses over. That's what just happened. Where'd he go, Frank the Tank? He's like, where am I? (laughs) Uh, Also, Julio Rodriguez last week set a Major League Baseball record for the most hits in a four-game span. He had 17 hits. I also just realized he's our version of Frank Fleming for the Mets. Really? Yeah. Because Frank can just spout out stats, and he loses. It. He's like a, a open, ticking time bomb, like Canadian Biggie here. But like he's a walking, talking stat trivia man. And here I thought you had something to say about that hitting record getting broken. <laughs> we just had to talk about Biggie's brain aneurysms. Yeah. Anything else on baseball, Biggie? You good? You got that off your chest? Like we're good on baseball right now. All right, so I got a bunch of football stuff we'll get to, uh, but I think we'll go ahead and kick it over to the interview real quick. Let everybody listen to that. We had what? What was it? Seven, eight people, twenty-five. Yeah, it was. It was at least a handful, five to ten. We had a good time representing uh, a culture of uh, things that we're not necessarily acquainted with. We're not runners, exactly, but it's good for you, and you'll find out why here in a minute. All right, Mr. Brown, it's not often that uh, we have people that come down to the man cave and actually want to be a part of the show. They, you know what happens? They usually sit in the background, and then you'll say something snarky, and then they want to chime in. Is that fair to say? Yeah, they don't want to get in until uh, they're on the spot in the hot seat. You know, This is a little different, though, because we have people that came wanting to be on the show. And, you know, we, we have a national audience, but we got a little West Virginia flair, a little West Virginia love, and... You know, it's a little different, not necessarily sports that we always talk about. I'm just going to be honest with you. I hate running. <laughs> and here's, the thing, here's the thing for me. So I was really fast, believe it or not, back in the day, about 50 pounds ago. I never thought about running track because, like you, I just hated to run. I felt like I needed to be in a competition as far as the running is involved in. You needed something to chase, the carrot right. on the stick. So so we have from the local uh, – area here i guess charleston west virginia would be the best place to say girl gang runners and uh trish is with us who we actually grew up with so trish nice to see you how's everything going it's going good you brought a bunch of people with you a small bit so when i was asking about coming on like you said about people usually calling in or being there i was like do you want to get on zoom or do you want to be at the cave and she goes oh hell no we're coming to the cave (laughs) they can't pass up that opportunity It took us a half hour to get to the interview because they were just walking around looking at it, basking in its glory. Word. 
word. So what's, what's up with the group Girl Gang Runners? What is that exactly? Okay, so we are um, a local running group here in Charleston, West Virginia area, and um, we're primarily women, but we do have some of our guys. You can talk us. on the mic, Trisha. So sorry. So yeah, sorry. Okay. it's just a, it's a, just a solo mic. You got to talk right <laughs> on it. All right, so we're about 30... 30 people in our gang um we have mostly women and a few of our guy friends and we just like to go out and have fun on the run and um we're getting ready for a couple big races coming up one that is very big is the cdr which is the charleston distance run and it is saturday september 2nd it's the 50th anniversary and it's America's 15 miler. So it, I, I'm not a runner, but the CDR, the Charleston distance, ra- distance race, my understanding is it's one of the most brutal runs that you can do because it is so up and down. You got a lot of elevation. It's West Virginia, damn it. That's what it is. That's what it is. You got to have hills. And um, <clears throat> myself, I like hills. My gang doesn't really care for hills. Um but uh, I do. I love them, and I have a little joke. I like to say to them whenever they start, um, you know, bitching about the oh god, another hill, Trish. Are they talking about hills like H I L L S, or are they running in heels? What, no, 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 H I L L. I was just making sure. <laughs> I mean, well, you know our accents, man. Go on, <laughs> golly. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew you guys were going to give me so much shit. I knew it. That's what we do. But you can give it back. We'll take it. Well, I was going to say is my little joke that I say is, um, you know, you know what they say about hills? They're like dicks. Sometimes they're up, sometimes they're down, but they don't stay hard forever. So, you know. You, you know what? Mr. Brown says that all the time. <laughs> At least once a week. <laughs> Let me make a pill for that. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, running is like a love-hate relationship, you know. But, I'm on the hate um, side. <laughs> I never liked running either. When we I was going to say, like, oh. just, just thinking about her growing up, do you ever think she'd be a runner? It uh, never crossed my mind, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I knew. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway. So, oh, what got you into running? What what made you like get into this? Yeah. Wow. So let's unpack. I want to hear from everybody how you okay. got into it, and okay. then come back and tell us how the group started. Like, how did that originate? Okay. So I'm I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the mic over to Monica and let her. All right. Start. So we got a new voice coming. On. We got Monica. Hi, Monica. How's it going? Hi. It's going okay. How are you? You don't seem like you're <laughs> thrilled to have the microphone. I don't know why I have to be first. You were technically second. <laughs> well, I mean, why I got into running, though. Why I have to be first, Trish. I, I'll tell you what. I'll be first. Uh, I did try to do running once, and I lost like 40 pounds by doing it. I was running every day. I had a set schedule, and then working the life I work, you don't get a set schedule very often, and I fell back off, and I got fat again. And uh, I just don't like the way my, my lungs are on fire. Like, I can taste the blood in my breath when I'm running. I don't like it. Y'all are nodding your head a little bit like you know what I'm talking about. And I, some of you are probably like, well, that's just the runner's high. You got to get through it, and it's going to be great. You're crazier in hell. It's your body telling you, stop killing me. <laughs> I broke him. If there's someone else that wants to go first, that's good. I will, I will go. I will go. But it's, it's, I have to start a little bit before I started running. Though, okay. Because in um, October 2017, I weighed about 425 pounds. Get the fuck out of here. No, I'm, I'm not what, joking. Are you sh- 
So I what? started. Mr. Brown, do you believe this? <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I'll show you pictures no, after. I don't see this. Like, like I believe you, you but like, I don't believe it. You know what I mean? So like, it, I, I started doing Weight Watchers, and I slowly started walking. And I could only walk probably about 15 minutes at a time. And was dying after 15 minutes. And so I just slowly started building on it. And by October of 2018, I'd lost about, I think I was down about 160 pounds at that point. And I decided I wanted to try to start running. And I was still about 295 pounds at that point. And so I started with a program called called Ease Into 5K, which is like couch to 5K. And it started with just like 30 seconds of running and I was dying, but I was determined that I was going to get through this. So I made it through the program and um, did my first 5k in person race took me 48 minutes and I ran the entire time and totally cried my eyes out when I crossed the finish line because it had taken a lot to do that. So that's what you know, how I've met Trish and everybody was through the races and everything. And I've just stuck with it. And I'm up a little bit right now at my lowest. I'd lost 246 pounds, but Jesus I'm Christ. up some right now and it's kind of slowing me down. So, but. you know, we, we like to have a lot of fun here and we're sitting there you know, like cutting up. And then you come in with this inspirational story. Like, I mean, this ain't even a Hallmark movie. You'd go to the theaters. This is good shit. This is a reality series right here in our lap. I, 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 so hats off to you. That's amazing. You. I apologize for my previous discretions, disparaging okay. running. Uh, clearly, it's a miracle drug, and I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, no, that was oh, fantastic. Uh, that is amazing. I have so much, so many more questions, but we have other now, people. Uh, she was scared of going first. Now, good luck to the rest of you. <laughs> I know why you went first. Yeah. yeah. She liked you. Let you go first. Everybody has now, a story, and everybody's story is just you know. Their reasons are just as powerful to them as mine was to me. Right. Everybody's in a different so, place. Right, right. Exactly. No, I can appreciate that. But uh, <laughs> I, I'll tell you what, I'd be arrogant as hell if I had done that. Like, I I'd be like, not you, to be. I, I'd be I telling me like, you know what, Mr. Brown, you fat sack of crap, get off the couch and go running with me. You know, I would just hit you up all the time like that. That's great. All right. Uh, anything else? Or can we hear from some of the Somebody rest of the group here? We only got 27 more people to go. Oh, now we're arguing who, who's next. Mm. They're thinking about it. Yeah. All right, Sissy. Okay, I'm Sissy Lang, and my story probably goes back even further because I'm older. I'm 65, and I'm okay. With wow. It. So I've been running now for probably since I was probably about in the 12th grade. I started doing the CDR with a group locally. Got married, moved away. You know, life takes its turn. Where'd you move to? I went to Lexington, and I went to Indiana, and I was living in Maryland, but I'm back here. Now. We're at Maryland. I used to live in Maryland. Germantown, Gaithersburg area. Uh, Gaithersburg. I was on the other side. I was in Anne Arundel County, Anne Arundel P PG County. PG yeah, that, County. That area. I love PG County. So, so I started, uh, when I moved back here about eight years ago, I was still running and didn't have a running group. Started going to Park Run. Met some people there, but then I saw Trish and them in their little girl gang shirts, and I'm that person that just likes to be part of. That's good advertising, <laughs> Trish. Good job. But 
like uh, like Monica, I'm a type one diabetic, one point five zero. So I started to run, and my AC1C continued to get better, better, better. And although I'm insulin dependent, I'm a controlled diabetic. So running's been good for my health. You know, I have high blood pressure; it's kept it down. So for me, it's just you know, it's for me, it's a way of life. Like I get out of bed in the morning, and my first thought is, I need to do my run, and I do that before I do anything else, but I work from home, so it allows That me. helps, right? <laughs> I, I bet all of you guys are, are like that to a certain point. Like, if you don't get your, your run in, does it, does it eat at you? Well, you're not such a nice person. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> I mean, that's the best way to put it. It just makes me edgy. Even on my rest days, I'm edgy because, you know, that's just what I do. And just I just have to tell this. So... Come October 8th, I'll be running my second marathon, but I'll be running Chicago. Nice. So, I'm so, pretty pretty excited. I'm running on Team Diabetes, so it's mm, pretty exciting. So how's the process to get into a race like that? So I'm not fast, but I'm consistent. <laughs> so for me, I said, well, I'll run on a charity team. So I applied for a charity team, and I knew since I was diabetic, my chances were good. So I got on a... Team Diabetes, you have to raise $2,000, and they pick a certain amount of people, and I was chosen. So, Well, congratulations. You get to carry that torch. That's nice. All right, we're up next. Who we got? Sue Emsch. All right, Sue. So tell us how you got into running. What's your story? I started running probably like seriously when COVID hit. I just wanted to get out of the house and absolutely and, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's and it helped me stay sane and have a bunch of autoimmune issues. So it helps keep me healthy and I really enjoy it. All right. I, I mean I'm I'm sorry you had to follow those other stories. <laughs> that, that wasn't exactly. fair. Yeah, I well I've lost about seventy pounds. Oh. So, you know, I'm not a runner, but I I can empathize with this. Mr. Brown can tell you, I was probably, you know, almost 100 pounds heavier than I am right now. So, like, I get it. It just sucks that we get to, like, a certain age and we finally realize that. And you're like, why wasn't I doing this all along, right? Exactly. That's probably the most frustrating thing. I think about when I was raising children, the stress of that, it would have been so helpful to manage that stress. Just get that outlet? Yes, Exactly. Literally burn the stress off, not just the calories. Exactly. Right? <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt, Tricia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Who else we got? We got we got two gentlemen with us. So even though it's – am I saying it right when I say, is it girl? Okay. Girl girl gang runner. Girl gang. Yeah, and, and friends. See? And friends. So we got, we got two friends coming up. That's it. That's it. That's it. All right, so let, let's get some testosterone back on the podcast here. No, there you so go. Here, let, let's hear it. Uh, uh, all right, I'm Todd Quigley. Um, I ran track in high school. That was a very long time ago. <laughs> and, of course, I didn't do anything since. And, you know, same same kind of deal. You know, you're sitting on your hind end during COVID. You're working from home. Just decided that was it. I got to get up off my butt and do something. Uh, and I found uh, there's a wonderful group called Genesis Running, and they will take you from the couch and they – they trained me up to run a 5K, uh, and then I continued with them, and they trained me on. I ran a 10K, 
And then I decided I was going to run a half marathon. And then I thought, ooh, uh, there's a CDR. And so we, I started training for that. And that's when I actually met the gr- people in the girl gang. Uh, I met them at a race, and, uh, and we just kind of hooked up then. So, Genesis, you said they will literally just see where you're at in life and where you need to go and get you up to speed. Absolutely. They have, they have, several, they have several classes that you, can, you take. Uh, and they start you from nothing. You, you, literally, you run for 30 seconds and walk for 90. That's how you start. And by the end, you're running a 5K. They'll, they'll take you to your first It's just 5K. baby steps, right? Just, yep. just do better than you did last time. That's it. That's it. Keep... It's, all, it's, all, it's, all about, it's all about just the forward momentum, hmm. keeping it going. So how, what is a 5K? Is that like a mile? 3. <laughs> 3.1. 3. <laughs> how many laps around the track at the high school? Yeah, yeah. See, like, I'm it. not Canadian, damn it. <laughs> this damn metric system. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. I'm that generation that knows nothing about the metric system, but I know 5Ks. That's just because you were in track in high school. <laughs> a, a, t- a 10K 6.2. <laughs> you can do those conversions real quick. Hey, a marathon is in miles. I know that much. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I don't know why they have a point two in there, but <laughs> yeah, I, I have no idea. <laughs> and, you, and you know what they say the first guy that ran the marathon died so well let's do that <laughs> yeah seems like a good idea yeah, that's a good idea like let's, i said just do it better than you did before if you died just don't die and that's what uh, and a bunch of us and I'm, I'm so glad that i found the girl gang i mean they introduced me to park run and a bunch of other things and it is it's just over my one year anniversary of uh hooking up with him and running and hanging out with him it's been a great year. I can't imagine doing this without them. Awesome, it's fantastic. That's an en- ringing endorsement right there. No, so it's I mean, about it, the camaraderie and the it, getting out and doing. It's the greatest group of people. It's 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 all ages. It's all backgrounds. It's all uh, speeds. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really just a great group of people. Hmm. All right. Well, we got to hear another voice there in the background. So let's let's pass it over for the uh, last but not least, or maybe least. I don't know. No pressure. Least, Captain America. Does have a Captain America shirt on? I guess I've been uh, running with these guys for almost a month. Uh, The best way to kind of back this up is uh, to explain who I am, and I'm a newspaper writer for the Charleston Gazette Mail. I am a professional. Uh, Boys and girls, that is a paper print publication that sometimes comes seven days a week, but it depends on where you live. It comes about five, but anyway, uh, (laughs) it's been real popular. It's been real popular that way. So basically, I'm a columnist, and I'm, it's, the best way to put it is I'm a professional horse's ass. So about seven years ago, I had this kind of a, an idea. I was kind of going through something. I was in a rut. I was unhappy, and I was trying to avoid going to a Christmas party. So uh, my boss's Christmas party. At the same time I was doing that, I, I got an email from a UK animal rights group that wanted me to give up animal products for the month of January. And I was like, no, you silly hippie. I'm not giving up. <laughs> so, but then I kind of held back and said, wait a second. I don't know much about vegans and, uh, January's are really slow in features and we needed something. So I pitched the idea to my boss and she said, that's kind of boring. It's just one month. I said, what if I did for a year? So you're going to write about being a vegan for a year. And I said, what if I did something every month for a year? Something new. So month was Jan was, you know, was, was being a vegan. I did it for the whole year. Then I was into improv comedy. And then I was like doing, I was working at a bakery. And it was just one thing after another, yoga. So that turned into about seven years. 
Um, <laughs> along the way, <laughs> I kind of gained some more weight. I was, wasn't a small guy to begin with, but I was a pretty hefty guy. And then uh, in 2018, I had a health scare, and I've been on for medicine for hypertension, uh, for cholesterol. I tried a month of, actually, I tried to cheat, use a month for, uh, for relaxation. So I tried to find ways to relax and went to a spa and had people massage me. You got to spoil yourself every now and then. It's a great day. Uh, but I was, I got this, uh, I had a, had a bad health check. I, I freaked out and uh, put myself on a diet and started exercising and then got into running in preparation for a Spartan race. This was 2019. So I, I, I've flirted with the idea of doing these Spartan races before. So, and, and do me a favor when you're talking, move the mic like you're pointing it. Like, right, there you go. Like All right. So Spartan, did you actually sign up for one? I did. And actually, uh, today is the one year, not the one year, but the four year anniversary of me doing a Spartan beast race. So I trained for a 13 mile obstacle course race, which was like training from, uh, I guess, a half marathon, which was overtraining completely. But I did that. I did, did the distance run. I got talked into that. And I kept running because it was helpful with stress. Uh, it kind of kept me moving. I was doing my other exercise stuff. And it was really kind of overkill. So I changed quite a bit. I lost about 85 pounds and then kind of bulked up a little bit. Oh, easy gun show. You got the gun show, right. <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't do the distance run again. So uh, I was coming back to the column had been gone for about a year. And we were relaunching it. And I was trying to get ready for the distance run. I was trying to find some way to do it. And I was training really badly one day and actually saw them on the boulevard. And they waved at me. And I was like, so that I, I kind of tracked them down. Yeah, because normally people on the boulevard, they don't wave. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> but yeah, they, uh, so that's how it happened. So back in July, I saw them running and I kind of put two and two together, figured them out, and said, hey, I'm doing this thing, and I'd like to meet your group. And then Trish said, come on, we run, up at, we run Tuesdays at the at Spring Hill Cemetery. So I did, and I've been kind of hanging out since. That's a great place for motivation, just run from the ghosts. From the I ghosts. like that. <laughs> I mean, it's like, especially, like, all of you guys had these incredible stories, like coming back from, you know, I, I have a brother-in-law, actually, that you might even know. Yeah, uh, no. Wait, no, Steve. You know Steve, Steve Sisson. Sisson. All right, yeah, we know the, him. What about Brad Deal? Uh yeah, we know. Everybody Brad. knows we Brad. Know He's Brad. always the loudest guy in the room. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, Brad, I used to give him a hard time when he got into running all the all all of a sudden, because he used to smoke like crazy and he enjoys beverages of uh, the adult kind all the time. And I asked him, I was like, "What are you running from?" He goes, "My former fat self." Every single day. <laughs> And I was like, damn, I was a good zinger. He had, he had me, so I couldn't pick him anymore. But no, he's stuck with it. He's ran in the Boston Marathon, New York Marathon. Like he's, he's a super overachiever. Yeah, he. <laughs> just ask him; he'll tell you. Oh, he will definitely <laughs> tell you. <ya. laughs> so uh, let's bring it back to the the girl group. How, how many people are in it? Um, around I'd say about thirty. Not always do they come every Sunday, but a majority of. Well, them. we got a taste of that a second ago. What? Uh, not everybody shows up. That's right. Oh, oh yeah. I, I, yeah. They show up and then they leave. <laughs> I, I just got to call it out. We're not going to yeah. throw anybody under the bus, no names, but I, I love Smokey and the Bandit. <laughs> and I was ready for... I was ready for uh, Smokey to be pulling in here behind the Bandit. That was fantastic. Oh, geez, Louise. I was waiting on Bu Buford T. Justice. He wasn't here, but... Uh, <laughs> 
Either way, you know, we had a good turnout. We didn't have room for everybody, but so 50 people. How often do you guys try to get together? Is it like every week, every other week? Yep. So like every Sunday we do a long run and that is like our gang. Like, I, So what, what constitutes a long run? Between, uh, well, now that, so not just a distance run, but a bunch of us are also doing our first marathon, and that's the Greenbrier Trail Marathon, October 8th. When Sissy's going to be in Chicago, we will be on the on the Green uh, Briar River Trail doing 26.2. And How uh, many times you going to give that quote about dicks that day? Uh, <laughs> it's a flat one. It's a, <laughs> this one's a flat one, so... <laughs> 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 that helps. <laughs> so now the Continue. long runs have kind of like changed from being like, you know, it's got to be like nine miles and above to be like a, a long run for now because, I mean, we've been doing so many miles. You've ascended. You know, this isn't even your final form. I got it. 1% downhill grade the whole way on this marathon. So. See, those would kill me. I feel like that would give me shin splints just from running downhill. You don't even run, Chad. I mean, how's it going to give you shin splints? I used to. I used to. <laughs> well, I remember. Still time for you. You can still pick it up at any time. My lower body looks like a runner. I have no fat under my waist. For some reason, that stops at the equator. I don't know why. So, <laughs> and her legs. My legs. I, that's what I was saying. What? I like I got bird legs. So you're. So it's like people look at you and they're like. <laughs> They're like, what a weird looking dude is what they say. It's like, how does he not tip over when he walks? <laughs> Especially before when I was really fat. That was that was scary. But. I don't think you were ever fat, but when you were a kid, you reminded me of Skeeter from uh, the Muppet Baby. Oh, man. <laughs> hey. So, you know what's great is we we also went to high school with a guy who had a Muppet Baby's nickname. We had Beep. We did. He was named Beep. after Beaker because that's what he sounded like as a kid. He just beeped a lot. He's an album for sure. What's he up to these days? I'm not entirely sure, but I believe he's a history author. I, I think so. I guarantee you one thing. It's not running. <laughs> I don't know. It could be. <laughs> well, I mean... I never liked running in school either. I was always trying to get uh, a note to Miss Mrs. Carter, like, "Hey, you know, I'm sick for the day. I can't do that mile <laughs> run around the track, you know." But here I am. She's very proud of me now. I can't believe it. Mrs. Carter, our gym teacher from middle school, she can't believe it. Did she have a wig? Was that real? I think so. I think she. I think she did. You know what I'm talking about? I remember Miss Carter. Yeah. Uh, so, what about her and Limley at lunchtime? You know, there was a big open gymnasium, and there was. I, a I bet he knows if it was a wig. <laughs> Anyways, Trish is immediately regretting coming on our show. Oh God! Maybe she didn't listen to enough episodes before. <laughs> I'm always saying, "Hey, you guys!" I pop up once in a while. No, we appreciate it. So, all right, so big things going on. Do you have a, a goal for the group? Like, what what does the the perfect world look like for girl gang runners, and and where does it go from here? Well, we we always like new people, you know, joining in, provided you're not toxic. I mean, we we want all good vibes because we're not in competition with anybody but ourselves, and we're just trying to be better than the, the day before. So basically, Girl Gang is uh, motivation, inspirational, and fun. So, and we like to. I mean, I don't know. Speaking for myself, I like to have beers too. There's a misconception. That's right. There's. 
<laughs> hey, yeah. It's good stuff there. I'm telling you, that and short story is real good. Um, but there's some misconceptions about us runners. We're, we're not all, you know, straight edge, super, you know, diet fans. I mean, we have, we do like to, you know, have some beers after. Yeah, you got it. You got to have calories to burn. You know, you got to have calories to like get you through to push through the runs, you know, and um, beer is a great carb, you know, <laughs> it's the best carb. And, and the Charleston distance run, there is uh, some really great people that have their own aid stations um, and uh, unofficial beer stations as well. So, you know, get your liquid carbs on the, the run, you know. This show is brought to you by Big League Chew Bubblegum. Out of here original. It's sponsored by the National Baseball Hall of Fame. And also Unicorn Fruit Snacks made with real fruit juice. Now, first of all, we want to appreciate the group for bringing us the Big League Chew because I can't tell you the last time I've had it. Don't forget the... St- Stickers, oh, the yes, sticky yes. The notes. Stickers near Chad, so he'll have to roll with that one. Oh, what is it? It's uh, go go, not cry cry. And what is that? It, that sounds like Yoda. These is this a flip book? It's is a that... picture of me winning first place. <laughs> oh, <laughs> how conceited! Who <laughs> said is this Yoda? No, that's how. <laughs> not the picture, damn it! The go go, not cry cry. You know Yoda says things weird. Yeah, I know. Like do or do not. There is no try. Come on. That's perfect. Why are you hating on me? <laughs> That's a perfect saying for this. And then I was all confused. I thought it was a flip book. Yeah, right. It, it would have be. been cool if you were like, ah. You can just use I'll draw individual stick sticky notes and tack them up in case you forget something. I will use so, this so quick. I know when to edit the podcast. We said it off the air, but go, go, not cry, cry. What does it mean again? Exactly what it says. I mean, you, you know, just don't stop. You can go, go, and cry, cry if you need to, because, you know, we do that sometimes on the it's run. encouraging. You yeah. know, uh, but just don't stop. Just keep just going. Just don't stop. One step in front of the other, you know, uh, keep moving forward. All right, we're going we're gonna to hit some rapid fire here as we wrap up. I have a couple questions. So first, it's going to be music related. Everybody who runs, I feel like they got music in there. So give me one song that gets you going, and then we'll pass the mic around. So one song gets you fired up when you're running. Panama. Panama. Yeah. Oh, we deferred. Anything from Pitbull. Wow. Nice. <laughs> nice. I listen to everything. Now you got to pick one on the spot. Oh, gosh. Uh... Tennessee whiskey. Nice. I listen to Metallica. Uh, see, it. now now you're speaking my language. Uh, ministry. Mini- oh, see, these guys are aggressive runners. Whatever it takes, Imagine Dragons. I have a bad place in my heart for that song. I work with a guy who, who changed the lyrics to a work-related song, and now I can't ever listen to it. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Dustin, if you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, all right. We talked about, uh, did you give me your song? You did, didn't you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Panama. Panama. Okay. Just Van, sure. Van Halen, not Van Hagar. What's, what's wrong with Van Hagar? 
It's not. Arguably, some of their best work was done in the Sammy Hagar era. It's not the Roth, though. You know, the Roth says something else that I love to say, and that is, it doesn't matter. I ain't got no money. (laughs) (laughs) That that too. (laughs) But what I was going to say is, it doesn't matter if you win or lose. It matters that you look good doing it. Doobity bop. (laughs) Hey. You know what's great about uh, David Lee Roth? Have you listened to his Bluegrass at all? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? There's an album called, get this, Strumming with the Devil. No. He's just doing Bluegrass. I'm going to check that out. So anyway, all right, last question, and then we'll wrap it up. So we talk about running, burning all these calories. We we talked a little bit about drinking, but what food, like what's – What's your cheat meal? You went out, you had a great run, you had a great race, and no limits. You're like, I'm just going to splurge here. What would you eat? Tacos. Just tacos. Every day is taco Tuesday. Oh, it don't have to be Tuesday. It can be any day. Soft shell or hard shell? Soft shell. All right. I I respect that. Next. Pizza. (laughs) Pizza in a bowl. No bread. Ooh, yeah, Marcos has those. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't know. When I get done with the run, I just crave meat. I don't care what it is. Just meat. Meat Metallica. Meat Metallica. That's it, baby. (laughs) I got two different ones. Pulled pork nachos nachos from uh, Pies and Pints. Hell yes. Or I go with the uh, PG fries at uh, at, uh, at Sam's, which is a, this loaded cheese fries. Nice. I love the uh, the wings at uh, Pies and Pints oh, with yeah, that yeah, yeah. cheese sauce. Oh, yeah. we're hungry, boys. Yum, y'all. Yum. Mm. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll say this, and that's Biggie's line. But like, um, anybody who's ever been married, like the way you solve a problem is, what do you want to eat? And if you say pizza, no one ever gets mad. That's a that's a fight solver when you just say pizza. All right, dude. However, do you put pineapple on your pizza? <laughs> I, I like pineapple. See, we're not fighting yet. We're good. But some people are gonna fight over that. Hey, no. When I when I lived up in upstate New York, we always ate this one pizza. It was called the Immaculate Conception, and it was sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Barbecue chicken, uh, ricotta, and banana peppers. That actually sounds fire. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's been fun. Uh, I, I gotta say, uh, I, I feel uh, that, no no bullshit. Actually, like cool stories, like very inspirational. Hopefully, uh, some of our listeners can get something out of that. Maybe you're thinking about making a change. You know, we've all been in a, in a place where maybe we need to do some things different. And you guys help give some inspiration there. I appreciate the stories, like the things that you have coming up. Charleston Distance Run, no joke. Greenbrier Trail seems like that would be pretty cool. Chicago. Love Chicago. Yeah. So you can get some deep dish while you're out there. You can't go wrong. <laughs> Illuminati's. <laughs> Illuminati's pizza. That was uh, That's a recommendation. We're not part of the Illuminati, just to be clear. <laughs> All right, last thing I'll say, locally, I think what you guys need to do, you need to reach out to the peddler down in Huntington. They have a beer that I think is right up your alley. Are you aware of Brondo? No. All right, no. so do you know the reference at all? Mm-mm. So the movie Idiocracy, everything in the future they give Brondo to because it's got what plants crave. It's electrolytes. Oh, right. So you know nice. the joke. So it's a Gatorade-infused beer. Sweet. Make this a thing. We can put them on the map. It's like a red Gatorade, but it's a beer. That sounds pretty neat. I want to have to check that out. 
So, hey, Peddler, if you're listening, <laughs> we just gave you free advertisement. Show up at the Charleston Distance Run and take this bitch over. That's where we're Woo, at. Woo, yeah. So, all right. Well, uh, give a shout out on your show, socials. Where can everybody find uh, information about the group? Okay, so on Facebook, we have a group, and uh, if you go to Girl Gang Runners and Friends. How many R's in it? G-R-R-L? That's right, right. girl. Girl. (laughs) And I'm the boss lady, or that's what my gang calls me anyways. It's a gang now. It is a gang, Girl Gang Runners and Friends, because we have guys too, but you are welcome to join us if you are all good vibes. Are the guys allowed to wear the shirts or only the girls? They can if they want. Because they they, they they didn't wear it today. They don't. You guys order. represented, and it's like they're still going through the initiation. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they haven't took the like the, the a soap hazing. and a rope yet or something. Uh, they're prospects. They haven't yeah. been full fledged members yet. Yeah, I think they do. We would float. like to be there when you get your shirts, okay? Because <laughs> we'll encourage that. I'm sure that's a hell of an event to be at. <laughs> they glow in the dark too. These shirts. Safety. Do. I like it. Yeah. That's right. Or you we might glow just all the you. time, okay? We're you shy. don't need the shirt to glow. That's right. You're lighting up this room. We appreciate Touché. you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for coming, everybody. We appreciate you, and it's been a blast. Thanks so much. And I'm just going to bring it back after the interview there. We're, we're talking fantasy football because uh, we got our big draft Saturday, and uh, we just, you know, I don't know how, how, how long does it normally take? Five hours. I mean, five hours, but, you know, we go all out. We do our wrestling entrances. We get music and pyro and God knows what. It's a good time. It is a good time. Karaoke. That's not a good time. <laughs> Four non-blunts. And Wagon Wheel. It just wheel. depends who's singing. I heard Wagon Wheel 19 times and What's Up by Four Non-Blondes 27 times. Feed Jake. How many times did you hear that? Well, I don't think it ever got all the way through. Someone always skipped it, but uh, we, we got it played. that Well, that and then Jake requesting songs that were inaudible. He was just, I can't think of what he would say. Alexa, play that Jim by the Jake Paws Pilots. That, that's kind of what I'm, yeah. Only difference is he calls it Siri, so he still never gets his request. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Yeah. No matter what he says, it's always Siri, and everyone hates him because they ignore him. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's let's go live in the room. Uh, Mongo here is actually drafting a fantasy team right now. Yes, I am. How's it going so far? Uh, it's going all right. I I forgot about it and didn't. I got a reminder like thirty seconds before the draft. So so far, a fourteen team league. I'm not happy with my QB, but I've got Tua. Saquon Barkley, Josh Josh Jacobs at running backs, DK Metcalf and George Pickens at receivers, TJ Hawkinson at tight end, Kamara in the flex, and right now Michael Thomas on the bench. I'm not loving it. Well, midseason you might love it when Kamara's back from his uh, suspension and Thomas is in midseason form. Now, Hawkinson, who is an absolute stud and should have big numbers, is holding out or – Threatening a holdout because he wants a bigger contract from the Vikings, which they are not willing to meet halfway on. I mean, he's a solid tight end, but I mean, he's not. Dude, he don't. He he's got excellent hands. Oh, I know, but play he's, Madden with him. He catches it behind his head. <laughs> one hand. Damn it, Ma- you can't use Madden to determine this. Ty- <laughs> no one even who, likes who Madden. Who was one now. of the best wide receivers in the league last year? Tyreek. 
Uh, sure. He doesn't watch film. You know how he figures out who the good corners are? He plays mad the night before and sees what their ratings are. He did say that. Yeah, but did you see his like top five wide receivers all time? Did he have George Pickens in there? Uh, he did not have Jerry Rice in his top five. That's because disrespect. Jerry Rice cheated with using Stick'em. Really? Maybe because Apparently. Jerry Rice actually didn't run any route in the building, and these other guys just were allowing their Hail Mary and their speed. One of my favorite players of all time. The dude ran a 4-7-40, and he's arguably the best receiver all time. Amazing hands, and he, like you said, was a perfect route runner. And he cheated with Stickham. Apparently. Uh, for years and years, I'd heard he used it early in his career, and then they banned it. And recently in an interview, they said that he kept using a spray on his clothes throughout his career, even though it was banned in the mid-'80s, so I don't know. But think and, about think about his stats, though. He put these stats up in an era where he run first, throw second, and now it's a passing game, and he still dwarfs all these other receivers coming through despite the fact that it was you know running the West Coast offense. So, like, it, they were way ahead of their game or their era. Have you seen that running course that he's got? It's like on his property, and people will come run on it. Is and it the one like goes up the sand hill or whatever? Yeah it's, yeah, it's through the mountains, and people can't keep up with him still. That's He's a bad man. He's not even on Nugenics now. He's one of the good guys. It's all natty, baby. <laughs> Can we uh, dive into some other uh, – you're going to keep us posted, though, on the draft as we unfold, right? Absolutely, if uh-huh. I – if I can focus on both. If I was good enough at the soundboard, I'd have like that ESPN chime with the draft. And yeah. Whatever it was. The uh, Hey, what's up with Jim Harbaugh, Biggie? Why is he in trouble and, and he only got three-game suspension? Well, the school decided to self-impose a three-game suspension. Originally, the NCAA had a four-game suspension that was then overturned, and then it was going to be pushed back to next year to see whether or not it was even going to be implemented. I don't know all the exact details, but apparently he bought the wrong cheeseburger for the wrong kid. Is that what it was? It was a recruiting? A food thing. Or at Mm. least that's what I read, but I don't, again, I don't know all the details. Dude, I remember when Rick Majerus for Utah got in trouble for that stuff. Listen to this story, man. Rick Majerus, you know, Sweet 16, Utah, they were pretty solid. And um, there was a, a kid on the team that he got a phone call about the the kid's parents both died in an automobile accident. So Rick Majerus, you know, the coach, he goes to go tell him. So he takes him out for breakfast at like a Denny's or something like that and, you know, just ruins his kid's life, turns it upside down, pays for breakfast, pays for his plane ticket home so he can go to the funeral, and they get NCAA sanctions for it. I got another one for you. When Paul Pierce, he was – You don't have a reaction to that at all? You're just like, let me tell you mine. (laughs) You're sitting there listening to my story the whole time, you son of a bitch. I just wanted to get a reaction. (laughs) Bullshit. Uh, (laughs) You selfish bastard. So, back to my story. (laughs) Paul Pierce was an L.A. kid. Got recruited to Kansas. Roy Williams – Got put on violation because in Southern California, it's always warm. It gets cold in Kansas. He bought him a winter coat, some pants, and a few other items for those cold winters. That's an NCAA infraction. I was following up yours with that just to show you how stupid the NCAA is and why was it ever the governing body. You know, he's just trying to make me feel bad with that, and I kind of do a little bit. I'm sorry, Biggie. You are the asshole, Chad. But he's our asshole. 
I just uh, just want to apologize. <laughs> That's a good story. Thank you for tying it together. The NCAA sucks. Wait, are we pick is up? Give it to Mongo. Give it to Mongo. Give him the mic. All right, right now, like the top options. I'm just looking them all. Yeah, right we get our input. I've got Komet, Cousins, Quentin Johnson, Moore from Arizona, Rashad Penny. Uh, this is trash. Yeah. Yeah, best available. Auto draft that shit. Yeah, you're done, Brad. Just go and sign off for the night. Yeah, we're late in the draft. That shouldn't even be allowed on our show, this trash. I'm bringing it down. Uh, speaking of things that are trash, what the fuck is wrong with um, Will Levis? Did you see that? You know what Dude I'm talking likes about. likes a certain coffee. He likes his coffee a certain Ooh, way. I didn't know where you were going there. With mayonnaise. Yes. Coffee and mayonnaise. So... Can you get that at Starbucks? Well, you're going to be able to now because he's white. McDonald's. No, he's yeah, white. They'll have it at Starbucks. <laughs> It'll be an Avente. Oh, wow. Man, I, I don't get the, of all things to be obsessed with, this dude like loves mayo. And was it Hellman's? They gave him like a lifetime deal or Heinz? Uh, it was either Hellman's or Duke's. So, so here's the problem. In today's social media world, like black people associate white people with mayonnaise. And now that he's doing this, he just put it to a whole nother level. On okay, brand. So yeah. I, I have a question for you, and I, I'm leading into something All here. Right. So what, if black people associate white people with mayonnaise, yes, sir. what would black people be associated with for a condiment? Uh, hot sauce. Okay. That's what I was thinking, really too, say just because of that Friday movie. You know, the hot sauce. I bring this up because this is the most interesting class as far as endorsements. Forgive I believe me. in the history of the NFL. Uh, B. John Robinson drafted ninth or 10th by the Atlanta Falcons. Do you know what his endorsement deal is? I didn't know he had one. That's bias in the media. He has uh, B. John like honey Dijon? mustard son. Ah. Son. Yeah, he has a Dijon mustard. Yeah, son of a mustard son. So it's like B. John Robinson mustard, but it's... Dijon Robin Mustav. It's a Dijon what? mustard. Dijon mustard. Dijon. There you go. We got it. So in the history of the NFL, how many guys had condiment endorsements? And this draft class has two. Didn't didn't uh, Mahomes get with Heinz? No, he does uh, that other ketchup because he does ketchup on a steak. But Hunts. you can only... say that again. Hunts. Does he do Hunts? No. I thought he had a certain brand of ketchup that he used from back home in Texas. He was a delinquent and stolen from Whataburger. Okay. I can't remember what ketchup they have. Maybe it's Heinz. I don't think it's Heinz. I thought it was something different. Could be wrong. All right. I don't care anymore about But this. he doesn't do an endorsement for it. So <laughs> <laughs> He's got enough money. Uh, all right. Did you see where Dwayne Haskins' parents filed a bunch of lawsuits? I heard that uh, the new report out is they believe he was drugged and robbed, and that's why he ended up in the road where he was hit by the dump truck. Mm. What do you think? Correct? Did I hear that? Yeah, that that was the story. So uh, I don't know. What do you think he got drugged with? They didn't say that part or how or what happened. Young rich kid gets taken advantage of. And that's uh, I I don't know if I even want that to be true or not. This whole thing was kind of crappy, but it's still weird to hear it now. It is. Uh, and it's sad. And then your name ends up getting drugged through the mud. So, uh, all right. How about uh, another uh, quarterback? This time we'll go to somebody that's uh, now a college professor. Did you see that one? No. Who's that? Peyton Manning is a professor in Tennessee. What's he going to teach? Uh, I, I didn't have that part of the note. Uh, so, I'm 
If I, it, I think it's going to be communications. That's right. that sounds like the right degree. Is he just going to say Omaha a bunch of times? I think that's it. Just Omaha over and over. Bring out some stakes. <laughs> As a quarterback, you have to be a good communicator, so maybe that works. Uh, what about the Ravens losing a preseason game finally? Does that matter? Only to degenerate betters like uh, John buddy last that we week. had on last yeah. week. Yeah, if you're betting on preseason, I'm, Lord help you, you got a problem. What was the streak, though? It was like 17 games? 20 or 21. They won 21 in a row in the preseason. Like, that matters. It doesn't matter because you're like trying out your like, special teams players. Who cares? Nobody. I don't know. There's probably, there's some fans that do, but they're they're stupid. Uh, all right, last thing I got, and then uh, we'll we'll jump into some other uh, pop culture news and notes and things like that. Uh, Kayla Williams, I saw the odds it was he was plus five hundred to repeat. Are we going to get a two time Heisman winner for the second time ever? Yes. Do you see how he really thought about that? He did. Well, because I've been looking at the odds on it, and I, and I think that. Uh, you got to absolutely smash him. He's playing for USC. Second year with my boy there as head coach. I told you he's bringing national championships he loves out him. there. He loves USC. Um, not only will he win the Heisman, he'll win it walking away. Like, there's going to be who else gets invited to New York because we already know Caleb's getting the award. So, Biggie's taking the all-around just Vegas favorite because he's already in the room. Who else is joining him? And I appreciate that. I mean, you're probably right. And it's – I don't know. It's always a quarterback's to win anyway. I'll say this. USC will be in the playoff this year too. Mm, I like that. Not not so bold prediction. No, I mean, but it's somebody different for God's sakes. Not so bold prediction. How many times USC been in it since it went to a fourteen playoff, Mister Chad the Mark? I feel like they should be a favorite coming into this year. Though. How many I feel times like they've been into year? it? I don't. They haven't. Have All they? right. Isn't that crazy? They were winning BCS titles before that. Pete Carroll ain't walking through that door. Mm. I, did Lincoln you? Riley he is going to make it. He loves the mecca of college football. You like that? Was that his? Um, who's him? No, he was doing. Um, God, I can't think of names. Rumbling, stumbling, but uh, Berman. No, not Berman. It's um, help me out, Biggie. The granddaddy of them all. Yeah, the mecca of college football. What's his name? Hold, announcer. Now you. You don't know it. Drawing a blank. You don't know his name either. I can see his face. We're I knew falling his name apart. You asked me what his name was. It's not Vern Ludquist. I know that much. No, it is. Uh, damn it. Oh. It's uh, <laughs> he's trying to make me look bad, and he didn't know it. Come at me for that shit. You know I'm out of my element here. No, I knew exactly who it was, and I could see his face. And then you asked me, and I drew a complete blank. Oh, you suck! I gotta look it up right now. Keith fucking Jackson. Yes, God. It threw me off because I knew it was Keith Jackson. And you asked me, and I said Keith Jackson. No, he's an NFL tight end that retired. And then I couldn't think, and I just kept seeing it. Did you say that out loud, and I'm not hear you? No, he didn't. That was in his head. In my head, I said, Keith Jackson, that's the NFL tight end. And then I was just sitting there blank staring at the Raiders thing, thinking, John Madden, John Madden, John Madden. That's not John Madden. All right, now that we got through that train wreck, did you watch The Swamp yet? I have not. I binged it last night, went through the whole thing. Anybody see it? No, sir. Nope. You're killing me. 
It, so tell us about the swamp, Chad Demart. So it, it is. Uh, you said swap, like wife swap. No, the gate, the gator dock. We've been talking about. Oh, sorry. Sorry, my mom was elsewhere. Swing wife swap you. is that still a thing? Absolutely. Go to pleasebankmywife.com. dot no, It's not a wife swap. That's just a pornographic website oh, you sorry. mentioned. But it's true. Go to it. <laughs> Bang Bros. <laughs> Have you ever bought a uh, subscription for Porn Biggie? Why buy it when it's free? That's that's a good answer. I was just wondering. All right, so the uh, swamp, the 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 everything you think would be happening there probably happened. I ain't above it. A man of glasses, get this thing on track. I we're I I was talking about it, and you want to derail it again. All right, so what was your most interesting? You were looking so forward to the Gators documentary, and it's out now. I was going to watch it on Sunday, but right. I didn't feel like doing anything else. The After one the fantasy draft uh, outtake I saw from it that I thought was really interesting, and I'm, in, I'm interested to see how in-depth it goes, was Urban Meyer said that after they won the back-to-back national titles, they lost 2009 SEC championship game. He thought he was going to get killed. Uh, no, but his he goes through his anxiety pretty bad. He thought he was going to die. Yeah, okay. I think that's what it is. Uh, he yeah, it was a problem. Speaking of Pete Carroll, did you see the video of him uh, throwing passes? Yeah, I did actually. Yeah, he he looked. I mean, he's how old is Pete Carroll? Seventy one. Yeah, and he looked brah out there. He looked better than Zach Wilson. Gun. Yeah, said Nicoretti's cheering all the time, but. So Urban, not so much uh, a spry uh, Pete Carroll esque, but uh, it, when he got there, I I never really thought of him as like this disciplinarian, but I guess he was, man. Like he was hard ass, and uh, and they would do the these mat drills that it it basically looked like UFC fighting. So I want you to imagine like just two Florida Gator football players like jumping down there. And the job is one of them just has to get the other side of the mat to the other, and the other guy can do whatever he can to stop him. I mean, you're talking about throwing – only just can't throw punches in the face, I think. That was it. Would you do that? Was Tim Tebow in any of these drills? Tim Tebow was in some of these drills. Oh, nice. Tim Tebow was a madman on campus there. I would have liked to have seen the Tim Tebow, Aaron Hernandez, Matt drill. I don't know if they ever got parred up, but it was – man, they were – Dudes were puking, tore up after these things. All I know is Tebow better not get underneath. The higher power versus the Antichrist. I'm just saying, you know, Tebow knows. Yeah. I got to stay on the outside. Yeah. They said uh, they helped Tebow not feel like he had to party as much because every time uh, if he ever went out anywhere with uh, any of the players, they didn't care about them. They only cared about Timmy. So there was a, there was a whole narrative there where he was the anointed one year. They were calling him Superman at the time, you know. And the rest How of the team. How much love did they give to Chris Leak? Because you know that first national title was Chris Leak. They did not give much love to Chris Leak. How quickly they forget. They uh, they they talked about the whole reason why they went after Tebow. It's because they had Chris Leak. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it was a good time, and then like all the players are hanging out like on a dock somewhere fishing at the end of the thing. It's it's pretty solid. But it's the Urban Meyer practices and and what he would make him do, and he was honestly like, I'm just trying to see who's going to quit. Like he was that type of coach. Did he kick guys back then too? If he did, they didn't say it. Oh okay. But you know, it was intense, so maybe. I don't know, Mongo. You want to bring us home? You got any? Uh, or is your draft still going on? 
he can he can close out of that. That team's so bad. <laughs> I hope he didn't pay money to be in that league. He tried to convince you that was your league too, didn't he? He had me jumping. Our old Ray King league. That's not till September. Yeah, but you never know with Ray. It could have happened tonight. Change yeah. the date. Yeah, true. Competitive advantage. Yeah. Biggie's talking without the mic. mic. You're just talking into thin air. <laughs> Biggie, Biggie, Biggie. He's still doing it. Biggie's still. Big air tonight. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I will not. You have to live with that in the show Come forever. On, what you got? So, we're talking about Mongo's news now? Yes. Okay, well. You know, uh, last week I did miss the uh, the uh, wildfires in Hawaii, but uh, if you like your ham well done, Hawaiian pizzas are currently discounted. Currently <laughs> discounted. Hurricane Hillary hit California hard this week, destroying thousands of emails, as Greg mentioned, <laughs> washing shit off the streets, and causing suicides. <laughs> You know, but uh, we usually don't talk politics on here, so uh, we got to go equal both sides. Former President Trump is on his way um, to be arraigned, and uh, I, I think he's got to actually spend time at the jail. Have you guys? Yeah, they just released his mugshot while we were doing the show. I saw it. Pop- I got a notification while we were doing the show. For those of you that don't know, this time uh, his indictment was for impersonating an orange. <laughs> uh. Have you have you heard about the jail that he's going to? No. So this this prison where he's supposed to spend a little bit of time at, this is the one where a guy was eaten by insects. <laughs> it really happened? It really happened. This really happened. <laughs> this is in Georgia, right? Yes, Georgia. Uh, so I feel like there's a movie about this prison probably. Yeah. It's got to be the fire ants. I feel like a time to kill could have taken place near that prison. It was, uh, it was Mississippi, just a couple states over. So after he was uh, indicted for impersonating an orange, he uh, his uh, response was, uh, my skin is tremendous. It's great. You're going to like it. It's, it's wonderful. It's- I feel like his Trump sounds like Arnold. Yeah, it was Listen Arnold-like. to me. It's okay. It's Listen okay. to me. They're, they're kind of my skin is not an orange. President Joe Biden was angered by the um, impersonation and has changed his favorite ice cream from orange sherbet to the flavor dirty turtle. M- Mitch McConnell, in response, said, "Hold up." <laughs> is that is that because he looks like a turtle? It might be. In related news, Senator <laughs> Dianne Feinstein was indicted for impersonating Walter Matthau in Grumpy Old Men. <laughs> Oh, ATMs in Ireland are giving away yes. free money. Did you see this? Uh, yeah, it, uh, even if you don't have money in your account, you could still withdraw money. It would still give you money. From what, what account? Where does it come from? Uh, I'm not sure. It's, it's a glitch in the ATM. It'll just let you take money out. I can, like, I'm going down to the pub to be a local hero. Yeah. President Zelensky has been spotted at several ATMs in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to cash in while he can. 
Uh, I did see it in real life, though. I saw the video of the line for it. It was insane. Yeah. Like, why would you even wait in line? Like, whoever's in front of you is just going to take all the money. No, I, mean, I would keep going. I would put my card back in and keep going right? until like, it stops. You're not. <laughs> why is there a line? Yeah. If that line is one. There's no point <laughs> exactly. after that. What are we looking at? Uh, another horse fly or hornet or something. We're going killed last week. He's back for vengeance. A shark, it's his cousin. A shark was found complete in a completely landlocked area um, off of a river in Idaho. I don't know if you guys saw this in the news. Did not. There was a shark that was found washed up on the bank of a river in Ohio, in Idaho. Wildlife officials are saying it's probably just a prank. <laughs> well, what are you going to do with this? What are you going to do with sharks washing up on rivers now? I can see these kids are like, I got a great idea. Yeah. Let's get a shark out of the ocean. And we're going to put it on a river. It ain't better than that. Let's jump off the dock, Timmy. Oh, my leg's gone. I, I unintentionally bought land shark beer. <laughs> land shark. Yeah. It just shows if you make a beer long enough, it will happen. <laughs> I guess. And that is Mongo's mentionable moments. Hey, there you go. That that we'll take that for a W. That was uh that was worth the uh wait. I uh I just hope absence doesn't make the heart grow fonder uh next time and you can come back quicker. Is that is that fair fair to ask? It's fair to ask. I will be gone next week. He breaks our heart just like that. I don't think it matters. Mm, I just burn my tongue. <laughs> Again? Yeah. yeah. Uh, On Land Shark Beer. This well, show is brought I to you by Land Shark Beer. I didn't know they still made that. They do. Who is that? A, is that an Anheuser-Busch? Who, who makes that? Mm, don't have my reading glasses, my spectacles. It's made in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, Margaritaville Brewing Company. I bet they just make one beer. Yeah. Follow up with a margarita. That or obviously a Mexican style. I'm going to say Jimmy Buffett's got something to do with it. Uh, I would say he's got the rights. The Go ahead, Biggie. No, I was going to say the same thing. Margaritaville maker. No one else would have that other than Jimmy Buffett. Did uh, Have you ever been to a Margaritaville? I have, down in uh, Grand Turks. I have not. I have. I think Myrtle Beach, probably. Uh, that's the only one I have been to as well. Uh, it was just kind of, eh, it was it's fine. Like, you can uh, only hear that song so many times. So, yeah. <laughs> Cheeseburger in paradise. <laughs> Are you a big Jimmy Buffett fan? I actually like Jimmy Buffett, but my experience at uh, Margaritaville was better than your all's. I'm there on a cruise with a few young kids, and Max's wife's out there twerking with 21-year-olds. So, Oh, wow. Uh, I'm like... There were signs. I just didn't see them. How's that a better experience? No, I mean, I, I was fine at the moment. <laughs> Your definition of a better experience is quite different than mine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was, <laughs> I was good at that moment. I wasn't worried about it. Yeah. That makes sense. Turks and Caicos is probably a nicer uh, cheeseburger in paradise. Oh, it was great. It was great. You get out and you got a, out on the beach, it's completely clear up to your uh, testicles. Nickname testicles. <laughs> he is shorter. So I don't know how deep that is. It's true. Uh, I'm ready to uh, play some NBA Jam. 
Are you guys up for it? Or are we not allowing uh, Mongo to touch the controller, Biggie? I got, I got a little better last time. He needs to practice. We, we've had some barn burners in here lately. Uh, I think we've had a halftime of like 18 to 16. Yep. We like defense in here. Uh, it's aggressive. You up for the challenge? I'm always up for the challenge, whether or not I win or lose. Now, it just depends whether or not the computer wants to screw my three-point shooting ability up. Uh, y'all got to end the show with this and tell everybody what you're doing for the fantasy draft because uh, you both are shaved. I'm not used to that. Biggie looks very childish now. Look at him. Childlike uh, glow to him. You know, what? I'm just happy that when I shaved my beard off, I only had two chins. That's probably Instead the thing of three? I'm about. Yep. Yeah. T- and, take your uh, wins where you can get them. We're going to roll in as the Anchorman crew. I'm champ kind this weekend. So what does that entail? You said you're going to parade like him all weekend? Well, for Saturday. It's going to be hot. I'm going to sweat through a suit. I'm going to have swaths, pit marks. Back will be all sweaty. But you're going to get a lot of whammy. Mongo, your contribution to this? I'm going to be Brick Tamlin. We're going to go. We're going to. People like me because I'm rarely late. That does help. What about you, Mr. Brown? Brian Fantana, correct? And I like to wear Sex Panther. 60% of the time, it works every time. <laughs> Got your Panther growl? Rawr. All the, all the listeners just got moist. That's the smell of my des- desire, my lady. <laughs> uh, with that desire, I'm, I'm desiring we end the show. Thanks for listening. We appreciate our guests that stopped by. Make sure you follow us on social media, all platforms. We don't know sports. And we're going to leave you with these voicemails. Enjoy these as we wind down. And hopefully we'll be back next week after the fantasy draft. we got a busy weekend. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs> Hello, I'm Alex from Trumbull, Connecticut, and being a Mets fan is a great way to teach your kid about disappointment. This is Roscoe from Mississippi. Have you seen them arms on that new Saints quarterback, Derek Carr? Oh, my, my, my. He don't have to win any games. I just want to look at him. So, I'm a moderator, somehow, on Football's Life, one of your uh, awesome groups on Facebook, Um, and I almost don't want to be part of that because I get notifications of little bitches on the internet reporting really stupid fucking comments. Like, if you can't handle being in a group like that, then don't speak up and say anything. Because it's ridiculous, some of the fucking shit you guys report. And it makes me angry. And I don't even care if you find me on that group and you want to say something. Because I think it's fucking stupid. I think there's a lot of really soft-ass football fans out there. And I'm not just saying this because I'm a 49ers fan. But mainly it's the fucking Cowboys fans. And it's fucking sad. And I cannot wait for fucking football just so I can listen to all these crazy, insane people on this fucking group complaining 
about how terrible the Cowboys are. And every, every week we'll, we'll see weed and boys. And then after Sunday's over and they lose, you won't hear it again for a while because they're going to lose a lot. Um, anyway, I just think it's funny because the things that I see these grown ass men report, I just want to be like my fucking niece is six years old and she would hurt your feelings. I'm so sorry. But anyways, I love, 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 love y'all's podcast, obviously. Um, but, uh, yeah, have a good night.